MSW Media. That's what we do. Fuck it. We on? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Hi, this is Will Forte, and you're, for some reason, listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. Major choice. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Oh, yeah. 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 The vocal stylings of Kali King. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm excited for today's show, and what we're drinking on the show is called The Long Drink, and in just a minute, you're going to hear all about it, because the man, uh, one of the owners of the brand, is sitting here with me at lovely Baby Blues Barbecue in Venice, California. Mm -hmm. It's kind of our de facto studio here on the west side of Los Angeles. It's got the, pro it's got the right mix of ribs, homeless people, uh, police incidents, um, and what else? Producer Rick. Well, he doesn't all know. those kind of go together. Yeah, they all go I together. Think. They do. They do. And the man sitting with me, the voice you're hearing right now, the disembodied voice, he is uh, one of the owners of The Long Drink. His uh, side gig is he's an actor. His films include The Spectacular Now, Whiplash, The Divergence Series, Bleed for This, Thank You for Your Service, among many others. In June, he's going to be in a, a little movie. I think it's got potential to do good. It is the sequel to Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick. Please welcome Miles Teller. How you doing, brother? Yeah. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah. This is the uh, the best smelling studio. Isn't that it I've right? Been in. We, yeah, we, that's it's nice. slathered in sauce. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Good. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's it's rare that I get a fellow, uh, uh, literally a homeboy here. You are from the Philadelphia area. I am from Philadelphia. Nice. Uh, you grew up in Downingtown, which is about thirty miles west of Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, and I want to get right into it because when I was Doing a little research on this, you know. It, I know how much how much research well, did you do? You were at the Sixers game the other night. I went yeah. to the Clippers on Sunday. But, right? Hold on, yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah. So I was born in Downingtown and moved to Georgia. Lived in uh, Newark, Delaware. Uh, grew up in Cape May, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, until I was about twelve, and then moved down to Florida. But I will say I'm all Philly except for baskets. I'm a Laker fan. I got that from my dad. But in your in the bio I read, it said you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. No. What do you mean? What, what, what bio? On your Wikipedia what? page, it says no you're a Dallas way. Cowboys fan. Yeah, but that dude, Wikipedia, who knows what's going on there? That's the Wild Wild West, man. Oh my God! Well, that there ruined... says all kinds of okay, stuff. Okay, so now this... I am a hundred percent. Let's let we can fact check that right. A hundred percent. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and I'm a fan of whoever's playing against the Cowboys. Oh my God! So now this goddamn Wikipedia ruined it. Fan? He's a Cowboys fan. Oh right my God! That's why I say he couldn't have a long drink earlier. I was right. <laughs> I could smell a Cowboys fan. So Wikipedia fucked this all up because I was going to do producer Rick here is a, a big time Giants fan. I was going to do a game where you go against producer Rick, and every question was going to just slam the shit out of the Giants. And then I saw in your bio you're a Cowboys fan. I said, "How did this? That's happen? That's insane. How did this happen? All right. Well, if there's anything I'm not, and there's a lot of things I'm not, yeah. but the number one thing I'm not. Is a Dallas Cowboys All right. fan? Well, we can agree on that, both of us. Um, Rick, so, did you sh did you shed a tear yeah, when uh, when Eli Manning <laughs> retired? Yeah, 
Yeah, producer Rick's very upset about this. Yeah, he was Although upset. he, Rick does like Daniel Jones. He's a Daniel Jones uh, yeah, guy. Daniel Jones throws some dimes, yeah. yeah I just couldn't believe when they, you know, when, when Eli got the start against the Eagles. Now, granted, uh, the Giants were up for a lot of that game, and Eli looked pretty well, was, was playing pretty well. Um, he looked good. But just like every commercial, every, there, it was just like a montage, just like a, everything was just a highlight of Eli Manning and his career. And I, honestly, like the one thing Eli couldn't really do was beat the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles had a dominant record against Eli. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss seeing him sad yeah. on the field. <laughs> I love the NFC East, man. Rick's, it's the best. Rick's, Rick's tearing up it's now. The like best. He's tearing up. No, um, no Redskins fans here. No Redskins fans, thank God. It's Giants, Cowboys. We got the NFC East covered except for the Skins, and really, who cares about the Skins? Um, so, Miles, let's, let's jump into the long drink first, and we're, okay. then we'll get into So, cool. the, draw, the long drink, is, it comes from the, it's a Finnish drink. It comes to Lunkato. Yeah. Lunkato <clears throat> is, uh, is the word. Uh, now, tell us, tell us about the drink itself. Uh, yeah, so in Finland, it's kind of their, it's kind of like their national beverage. Uh, I guess you could compare it to, like a Budweiser, uh, not that everybody drinks Bud, but if you were to kind of recognize one kind of drink that's kind of symbolic of the you know the, you know, the country in a way or what's been around kind of forever, Budweiser. But yeah, long drink. Uh, I went to um, I went to Finland. Um, they have it all on tap. It's it's a mixture of gin, uh, grapefruit, and juniper. It's got kind of a a, a soda kind of carbonated um, kick to it. But the, I mean, the big difference between you know, because people are like, oh, is it like a White Claw, this and that? I mean, those drinks completely different. You read the back of those, it just says alcohol. Yeah. You, don't really, you don't really know what's in there, but this is gin. It's a premium liquor. It's so refreshing. Um, the first time I tried it, I immediately followed up and I said, what is this? Um, we, I had a mutual friend with a guy who I tried it up in New York. These guys were doing a taste tester type thing. Tried it, found out I had a mutual friend uh, with one of the. Uh, uh, and these these are all the these are all Finnish guys. Uh, yeah, Finnish guys, and then there's an American guy who's uh, who's kind of started the company with them, bringing it over. And I realized we had a mutual friend. I just said, man, uh, I I don't really s- support. I don't you know do Instagram. I don't. There's that's just not a part of my 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 thing. But I said, how can I how can I get involved in this? Because I honestly think it's incredible. It is my drink of choice, and I think. I, want, I just want people to know about it. So that's kind of how I came on board. I'm very, very proud to stand behind it. I think what it represents, the country, um, you know, they're very, yeah, they're very proud of it. And I'm excited to, you know, to help kind of shepherd it and, and get it across the country. Because honestly, once people try it, I've never given it to somebody and they weren't like, No, what, it's, it's delicious. I'm drinking it right now. This? Very refreshing. So it's, to give you a, a little context, it's, it's sort of the forebears for this drink would be the, the Greyhound. Now, everybody thinks of the Greyhound as a vodka drink, but <clears throat> the truth about the Greyhound is prior to 1945, it was always made with gin. Vodka did ah. not come into fashion in the United States until after World War II. Mm. Uh, and then you also got like a grapefruit gimlet uh, which would sort of be this with a little bit of simple syrup, but this the long drink itself it's in a can it is it's it, this is just the kind of thing where if you don't especially if you don't want to drink beer you don't want something oh, heavy no. and you're out this and is just, light refreshing and you get that gin buzz which is very that's an upper buzz man any bartender will tell you it's very clean um, and yeah another thing was like I'm not I was not I'm not really a fan of gin you know when you try this you don't you don't taste the gin. Your body's just just feeling it, feeling all that goodness. Yeah. That what do you goodness. what do you what do you like to drink? Uh, I mean, I'll kind of drink everything. I go, you know, I'll have a I'll have a dark liquor phase. I'll have a, you know, 
uh, I think when I first moved to L.A., I was doing like the vodka soda. If I'm on a diet, I'll just be like, yeah, vodka soda, vodka water, well, yeah. lemon. I don't know if people are aware of this. When you live in Los Angeles, especially if you're an actor, they weigh you when you come back <laughs> to the airport at LAX. It's Checkpoint Chunky. It's there. They weigh you. Put on so everybody drinks vodka soda out here. I never. Here's the funny thing, man. Growing up in Philly, I never. Uh, when I was a kid, I you know we just I didn't know anybody that drank vodka. We just didn't yeah, happen, yeah. right? Like we'd go to the bar. It was beer, right? Yeah, everybody yeah. drank beer, lager, or the first. But the funny thing is, the first drink that I ever. Ordered in a Zima. bar. I was underage. No, no, I was underage. It was it was very close to this. I was underage. I would think I was like sixteen years old, and and I looked really young. But we got in this bar. It was a couple of my friends, and we didn't know anything, right? And I was like, so my idea was, I'm in the bar. I want the guy to think that uh, I know what I'm doing, oh, yeah, so yeah, I yeah, seem yeah. like an adult. Yeah, I'm already yeah, in, yeah. but okay. So here's what we ordered. I ordered a Tom Collins. Which oh is like a gin because I knew the name from yeah, my dad. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so for some reason we were we were fixated on uh, drinks with guys' names. Uh-huh. Maybe that made us seem like men. Yeah, yeah. And my friend ordered a Harvey Wallbanger, <laughs> which is, is it's it's vodka OJ and Galliano. Like it's horrible. Oh, right? It's wow. it's it's a screwdriver with Galliano in yeah, it. That's yeah. that vanilla liqueur in the yellow bottle. Yeah. And we're ordering this as though the bartender in this fucking dive bar in Northeast Philly is going to be like, wow. These guys no, are sophisticated. Look at these, these sophisticated gentlemen. Where you were? What law firm are you with? You know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, so it wasn't. Um, it wasn't something I'd ever really experienced till I got out here. Yeah. Was the uh, cocktail? Was the vodka soda yeah, thing? Yeah. And then and then now with this, the explosion of. And I want to touch on this with you. There's a lot of there are a lot of celebrities now in the booze game. There are a ton of celebrities in the booze yeah. game. Did you, that wasn't a thought for you, really. It was more about wanting to just kind of... And also, I guess the big difference is a lot of these guys, they kind of come in and it's like an endorsement, kind of like a, you know, paid endorsement type thing. Whereas I, you know, I've been there really kind of, not the inception, but but close to when it was first coming out. So I'm actually, you know, co-owner of it. But yeah, it was nothing that I ever... Really, kind of uh, thought about too much, man. I, you know, I like acting when I'm doing it. When I'm not, I'm not. You know, I, that's when I enjoy my time with my friends and family, and uh, you know, all the things that that acting kind of takes away from you because it's a pretty isolated thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to be in it. <laughs> I mean, eventually, yeah, it'd be nice to like act as a hobby. You know, sure. I think like, you never want to get to a point where you have to act. For money, which is an odd concept, because in this, you know, in, in the world of art, it's like one of the few jobs where you really get heavily scrutinized, quote unquote, for selling out. So even though I have a certain skill set, if I can, I can make more money doing certain jobs, but that will uh, that will affect my career. You're kind of criticized for, uh, quote unquote, taking the most money for your skill set, which is just tricky. But I mean, I never got into this thing for money and uh so yeah. So well, the, the crazy part is it, it wasn't that long ago, and if you think about the concept uh, the, of the movie Lost in Translation, celebrities used to go to Japan. Oh yeah. To 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 promote these sorts of products yeah. because of exactly what you said, and nobody would ever know about it over here. And then I think the uh, I think you know originally it was like Sammy Hagar started with Cabo Wabo. And then that Cabo started Wabo. Cabo Wabo, and he started to make a bunch of yeah, money. Baby. And then Dan Aykroyd yeah, got a vodka, and yeah, then the skull vodka. And yeah. then obviously the the big uh, the big blow blowout was uh, Clooney. And yeah, now but even before that, you had a, what was it? Was it uh, Diddy with Ciroc? Diddy did Ciroc. Yeah. Now, but, but the thing with Diddy, 50 Cent, was that, that was he like was the vitamin water thing. Yeah, fifty. Yeah. Like 
Well, 50 Cent founded that. With Diddy was more like he got paid an enormous amount of money to Double do Ciroc, later. right? Where I feel like with at least the the lure of Clooney and, and Randy Gerber was oh, that yeah. they were sitting around in their place. They have a compound down in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. How do we like our tequila? Yeah. They call up the local distiller. Let's go in and try to make a tequila that yeah, we yeah. like. And, you know, a billion dollars later, which yeah, is what house they got. Of, I mean, yeah, House of Friends. And that's kind of... And that lore, that, that's true. They made this thing, and they were kind of doing uh, small batches, sending it out to, you know, friends and family, and it just, you know, it took off. But, yeah, a lot, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but, uh, you know, because you have, like, Tito's Vodka. That was this thing that really blew up because people were like, oh, it's organic. All vodka is organic, but people were just like, oh, organic. Well, what, no, how, what he did. So, first of all, let me tell you this. I met Tito at the... It's called the Wine and Spirits it's Tito Hall. Ortiz, right? Tito Beverage. Yeah, Tito Beverage. His last name is Beverage, actually. So I what? met him. Yeah, it does. No, swear to God. It's Tito name. Beverage. His last name is like <laughs> it really is. Jenkins or yeah, something. Yeah, Tito Jenkins. Uh, Tito Puente. No, so I met him at the Wine and Spirits Wholesalers Association convention in Vegas years ago. He's on the floor of the convention center with his little booth trying to find distribution for his vodka that he's wow. making out of his garage in Texas, okay? I don't know if this is exactly true, the numbers, but what I heard recently was he was offered in the area of $5 billion uh-huh. by Diageo for his vodka, and he turned wow. it down. Right, wow. Turn it down. Wow. Tito's is the number one, and I think this is true now, the number one selling spirit across all categories oh, yeah, yeah. in the United States right yeah. now, which is an amazing Story. Yeah, and we got picked up by uh, Southern Glazer, which is which is huge because they're our, uh, the largest distributor. I think uh, something like twenty percent of all you know b- uh, beer, wine, liquor that you see on the shelves is a part of their portfolio. So it was really impressive that you know long drink. Most of these listeners have never heard of, and uh, Southern Glazer, you know, got behind it. So I'm excited, man. They just launched in uh, in Texas and in Dallas, and. You know, it's making its way. Uh, it's making are its you way. do? It's are you Philly. are you going out and doing like obviously you're doing this? But yeah. I mean, that's because you wanted to do this. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, are you going out and doing events and things like that and kind of really getting behind it? I am. Yeah, it's more because um, uh, I was I was filming for a while, uh, and so now you know, so it started kind of getting the press out there and things. Hey, you know, Miles Cohen or this and that. But uh, yeah, absolutely, I'm kind of doing the. Uh, I'll be doing the. I'll be doing the tour. Do, be doing the rounds. Like I said, I'm proud. You know, I'm proud to represent. It's not just. It's not like a paid thing for me to talk about. I legitimately, I, I love the guys involved with it. I love the story, and I and I love the drink. So, do you uh, do you go back uh, often now to go to uh, Eagles games? Yeah, I was at the Eagles. I was at the Eagles Pats game uh, this past year. This season started with so much hope. I was at the first was, game. I was at the Redskins game. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, we went down. I was like, this is oh, this is insane. Yeah. Uh, Sean Jackson went off, uh, and then we just had so many injuries, and then, I, and then it was frustrating. But then, you know, same thing, that it's kind of the Eagles' pedigree now, where it's like they have to win out to get in the playoffs, and we do. And Carson put the team on his back, and that's what was so frustrating when he went down. He was like the one guy who didn't get hurt this year. But you got guys like Greg Ward. I mean, you got Boston Scott. You, just, you legitimately have, like, practice squad dudes. That came up. Zamboni goalies coming in. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they made the playoffs, and, and I – that, that was frustrating, but yeah, I lo- you know, love the birds and try and get back. And a huge Phillies guy. I get back to a lot of Phillies Phillies, and you know, fly- then the Flyers are coming on, too. Yeah, you know, I was talking to my uncle about that. He's a diehard. He had season tickets at the vet, like 700 level. He's just old school, big Flyers guy. I kind of stopped watching the Flyers uh, in the 90s, but, you know, there was like Lindros, Brenda Moore, Recky, Gus yeah. Snow, Joel Otto, um, 
you know, that, that, that squad was my guys. And I kind of fell out of hockey a little bit. Oh, man. I did too, but now I'm back because they're doing well. Hey, they, I'm a fair-weather fan with that one. Now, oh, the other... Like 70% of the teams make the playoffs or something in the NHL. In the like, NHL. Like, and the season's like 11 months <laughs> long. You know, you get a You get a one-month break from yeah, hockey. One of the best events to go to, though. It, 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 hockey games are fun. Yeah. Yeah, they are a lot of fun. Have you ever been I, to like a Monster Jam or NASCAR or anything? No. Fun. Really? Yeah, like a, dude, you know, like, like where you mean where the trucks are just crushing that's each other. Monster Jam, but even NASCAR. First, I was like, ah, I don't know what's the. Am I going to be able to get into like the sport of it all and kind of comedy? As soon as you hear those engines, just so fun. Do you you could do it? Can you do a sponsorship with? Why don't you sponsor a car? Can you you can do that right with with NASCAR? They do alcohol sponsors, Budweiser, right? Don't they? Oh, it's a lot of money. Chad over here is telling us a lot. Yeah, of money. I think right now it's just like me walking around he, in hats and t-shirts. That's he's kind in of Top our, Gun, dude. He's got money to right get a car. Come on, uh, let's talk about that real quick too. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited about this movie. I grew up. That was my era. Top Gun was yeah. a big thing. I didn't think they were ever going to make a, a sequel to that. And yeah. uh, and how many? It's been Jesus. Top Gun was what eighty six. Yeah, yeah so 86, yeah. so by the time it comes out, it'll be, uh, yeah, 34 years. Jesus. I told Tom he was just waiting for me, because I was born a year after the movie came out, and he, now the timing was right, because That's I it. Had, yeah. Well, I've, I've watched the trailer, evolved. so what I've gleaned from the trailer is you are now going to be like the brash, the rep- what, what Maverick was back in the day. Is that wrong on that, or is it- Yeah, so I think the, the difference uh, with this, in the original, the guys were training... Uh, they were going through Top Gun to see if they could um, they could pass and become Top Gun pilots. Whereas this one, we're all uh, we've all already graduated from Top Gun, and we kind of get called in for a uh, special detachment that okay. uh, Maverick, you know, Maverick's our instructor. Bad. Is he's really flying those planes too, right, or something like that? Or he does he's, a lot of it. He does he, most of everything. Tom, yeah, Tom's a very accomplished pilot. Uh, he he flies in the movie. Um, F- F-18s are, that's a little bit of a different animal, but Tom, Tom can fly, can fly anything. That's incredible. Yeah. And th- th- how was that whole overall experience? Must've been a, a, just a trip. Huh? It was intense, man. It was, uh, it was three months of flight training, um, because there's no green screen. We're actually up in the jets the whole time. It's about an eight month shoot. Um, how, it, what, what's it like the first time you go up in an F-18? I mean, is it, is it th- that the G force and all that stuff? Is it? It's it's pretty intense and it's different. We were training. Uh, we started in like a Cessna, and then we went to an L thirty nine, and then we went to the uh, the the X three hundred or the three hundred X. It's kind of an aerobatics plane, and we we're pulling eight Gs in that. So even before we had gotten to the F eighteen, F eighteen definitely a different beast. Uh, and yeah, I mean we were going up there, and those Top Gun pilots would go out there basically for their uh, BFM, uh, basic uh, flight maneuvers or basic. Yeah, basic fighter move, basic flight maneuvers, and they would just rip around and do what they needed to do. We would just kind of be right in the back seat along for the ride because you, you no, gotta act like no you're fear. Flying. Are you not afraid? Or uh, I think I'm you, afraid just listening. Yeah, to this. Yeah, I think you just have to go into it like these guys know what they're doing, and you have to you got to trust that. But it's um, yeah. So I really wasn't afraid. There was a couple times where I uh, I stopped acting because you have four cameras <laughs> in the cockpit, and I legitimately stopped acting. And looked out the window because I thought I thought I was going to hit the ground. That's how close they bro. Come. You like when we first started flying, we'd be three thousand feet above, you know, three thousand feet altitude, and three thousand feet, you know, that seemed to your eye, you're like we were so low, and then we got down to, you know, two hundred feet, hundred feet. What? 
ripping, dude. And just four hundred and eighty knots. Oh ripping. my god! Yeah. Did you when they when you took the role? Was that like the first thing they say, or how are you? Because what if you weren't a good flyer? Are you a good flyer? And I guess now you're probably like get on a jet, and you're like, ah, fuck, this is a joke, right? You know, were you yeah. were you a good flyer prior to doing this movie? I mean, I think it. There's really it, honestly, it, it is a genetic thing because. You know, there's like I think uh, six of us that are kind of the next generation of uh, of pilots in this that they introduce, and um, or six guys that went through the you know all the flight training, and even on the last day of filming, half literally half of them are still puking every time they go up. So I think it's just something. Did you did you throw up at all? I didn't throw up. I didn't I didn't black out. Uh, but yeah, if you have to puke, you like cut camera, you zip up. You're strapped in. You can't even move, but you gotta freaking. Somehow unzip your thing, grab your puke bag, puke in it, zip it back up, put it in your pocket. <laughs> and, and all of uh, the other, they all did, they all action, threw it. let's go. That's crazy. Yeah, do you never, I mean, I don't know, it's a, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a different thing. I think you're experiencing like 1,500 pounds of pressure when you're taking that many Gs. It's a, it's a really one of the things that, you know, that fascinates me about your craft, about being an actor is, Beyond the work and what you see on film is the wealth of experience you get as an actor to, to, yeah. to get to put yourself in these positions and to do these various uh, things may might not always be as, as, as um, you know, high flying as that. But but what are some of the other things you've gotten to do in terms of like training and things that have, you know, impacted your life long term? I guess for, I mean, for, for Whiplash, that was, that was cool because I was a drummer. I drummed in some, like, rock bands in high school, uh, but I'd never taken a percussion lesson, certainly never played jazz, never held the stick like that. And kind of to your point, you get trained by the absolute best of the best, you know, and you kind of get a really, um, you know, condensed version of it. You know, you get a master class and all this stuff. So, but for that, for Whiplash, I only had two weeks to uh, learn how to play jazz. Um, you know, I was more like a, you know, four on the floor, you know, some Bob Seger, maybe some, cause I grew up in Florida. It was like some, some sure. heavy, yeah. you know, shitty rock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. I mean, for thank you for your service. We, we got put through a, a insane boot camp by, you know, uh, Navy SEALs. That was intense, uh, for, uh, only the brave. We did a full, you know, wildfire kind of, um, you know, firefighter training, um, you know, by hot shots. Uh, for bleed for this, I got trained by Sugar Ray Leonard's boxing trainer. Um, you know, Top Gun. Obviously, we're getting trained by uh, Tom Cruise, and then also, you know, the best fighter pilots in the world. So, it's pretty amazing. Uh, one of your other—I uh, don't know—you call it a hobby. I guess it'd be a passion of yours. Would be golf, right? You play a lot of golf. Yeah, I did golf. Yeah, I like yeah. golf. All right, I got you. I got you a little gift. Comes and goes. I got you a goes. gift. It's a rare gift I brought you. Producer Rick will is it, attest- is it a mulligan? No, no. This is a this is a special <laughs> gift because you you you're also an actor. Okay, so I happen to have some connections to an actor who's very passionate about golf, and I and I brought you this thing. And I, I, and I kid you not, that this is a very this is a gift you're not going to ever find anywhere else. Uh huh. This is a yellow Srixon ball, but okay. look at the logo on there is Jack Nicholson. Oh wow! These are Jack Nicholson's private. Balls. Wow, <laughs> sounds weird when I say it. That's this is one no, of Jack, say it again, though. Jack Nicholson's private golf balls. They wow, make these balls. balls. Wow, they make dude, those balls, for, and it was in my pocket. A little sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. They don't make those anymore. Wow. Jack does not play anymore. Wow. But this is from Jack's private collection. I had it. I knew you were passionate about golf. Thank you. I thought I would pass it on to you. Thank you. To the next generation. I love it. 
Cherish it. I'll only savor it. I'll, I'll replace. I'll, I'm only gonna putt with it. When I'm long gone, one day you'll go, Dan. Damn it, Dan. We'll always have our balls. <laughs> we'll always have Jack Nicholson's balls. Um, you gotta be a Nicholson fan, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we have that ball. You can't play with that ball though. I said, I'm do not play with those balls. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna putt with it. Putt with it. Putt yeah. with the ball. Okay. Yeah, so there yeah, you yeah. go. You do? Do you pl- you play often? You play a lot of golf? Uh, yeah, I tr- yeah, I try to. Yeah, if I'm if I'm not filming, I'll get out. Uh, I'll definitely play once a week and then try and you know practice here and there. Everything, you know, it's really about the range time. That's it's just one of those things you really got to put time into it. But yeah, I'm about a I'm like a nine and a half oh, handicap. I'm, I've never gotten a lesson though. I want to get th- I want to get down. I'll give you a lesson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and what? Playing worse than a nine and a half. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Nice. Uh, I'm probably like a, I don't know, what am I, Rick? You bastard. I'm at least a 14. Stop it. Uh, so, all right, so the long drink. We're going to, uh, you got big plans for this thing now? You got to, oh, you know what? Yeah. I forgot. I have to do, we have to pay the bills here. I have to do, a, uh, I have a normal ad spot that I run at this sure, point. Yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the spot okay, since you're perfect. here because maybe you'll be interested in this. Nice, yeah, let me know. So, and feel free to jump in at any time. Uh, support for what we're drinking with Dan Dunn comes from Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Mm. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Mm. Yeah, do you, you groom up? You grooming? You need some grooming products? I can get it for you. Cheap. Yeah. Get your discount. Precision, yeah. I guess, is the word there that, uh, <laughs> no, that but here, sticks out. No, no, no. Manscaped is a revolutionary electric trimmer that makes accidents a thing of the past. Ready? This is true. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer will not nick or snag your nuts. I think lawnmower is a little heavy. It should have been. They, it's more like a weed whacker or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> One of the lines I wrote is, "It's a jungle out there when it comes to dating." But when you do find someone who wants to take oh you home, you better make sure it's not a jungle. Down there, yeah, clever. clever. Now you got to do the dick waxing. Yeah, you got you wa- you wax or you manscape because I can get you the manscaper. You know, we don't I'm, have gonna, a wax. I'm, I'm just going to let the listener uh, yeah. envision whatever they want, and um, and they, I'm good with that. So, <laughs> my, my, <laughs> Miles is neither endorsing nor dissing this product, but I will tell you this: you get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code drinking at manscaped. Dot com. That's 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code drinking. Always use the right tools for use the job. The code drinking. You got to see Miles' <laughs> face as I'm doing this. And by the way, you should not be drinking while you're manscaping. Uh, that could be, that could do some permanent damage. Uh, so, Miles, yeah. you, got, you got this going. You got Top Gun coming up. What else you got going on uh, movie-wise? Anything uh, coming down the I pipe? Mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm reading, you know, I'm, I'm reading a lot of stuff. I, I, I turn a lot of stuff down. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, acting, it, you know, it's, it, it's a tricky thing to do, but it's, it's, it's a lot harder when you're, uh, you don't really have good material. So I, th- I think that's the, you know, I'm holding out, but I, ju- I just got married in September, you know, went on, a, went on a nice honeymoon. And like I said, I enjoy, I enjoy my personal life too, you know. If, uh, if I was getting, if I was reading, you know, stuff I was really excited about, absolutely, man, I would, I think for a while I was doing like two and a half movies a year, three movies a year almost. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm just kind of a little more, a little more relaxed about it. But yeah, yeah. I went back. I went back this week and I watched uh, the spectacular now, which you did. I mean, you must have been how old when you did that movie? It was like 24, 25. Or something. Yeah, something like that. And it's it's kind of amazing to watch and a really good movie. Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Kyle Chandler. Uh, 
who was your co-star? Shailene. Shailene. Yeah. Uh, really good movie, actually. Yeah, I forgot how so. much I liked that movie. It was yeah. a long time ago. I, I thought it, it like really spoke to uh, that time. At least, you know, like I said, when I moved from Jersey, I moved to this really small town in Florida. Uh, we refer to by county. When you kind of get to the south, it's just like it's by county. And it was central Florida, and it was very redneck area where I grew up. But that was it, man. Everybody kind of drove like a Honda Accord. All the parties were out in the woods. Nobody would ever let, you know, people in their house. And, uh, yeah, bonfires out there. And well, there were little t- We started little drinking at, like, yeah. legitimately me and my buddy started stealing his grandpa's case of uh, old Milwaukee. We put it in the woods next to my house on Monday. And then Friday night, my parents went to bed. We'd go out there, drink a bunch, and then get on my parents' beach cruisers and ride our bikes around the neighborhood to some other 12-year-old's house who was drinking who had, I would say, a cool mom, but probably not, probably a little too cool. Yeah. And yeah, you just kind of start, that's just how, that's just how it went down there. Well, there were little touches in the movie that that, that speak to that. Like when you guys were at that part, there's a uh, a scene where you're on a party around a, a body of water, like yeah. a little pond or something, yeah, yeah. and you're drinking beer, and I, you're, you're, you, you, and you're just throwing the cups on the ground. Yeah. And I remember that, like we were, yeah. you, know, you know, now you'd be like, oh my god, I can't, I'm littering. Yeah, what am I yeah. doing wrong here? But it was a really great. I, I, I thought it was a really uh, a, a touching movie. Nice to go back and watch that. I was watching Whiplash again, which was just really, really. Did you do you know when you're making a movie like that, like this is special. I mean, honestly, no, you don't. And that's what kind of the old saying is like the only thing you can control is like the experience making it. There's movies I had a blast making uh, and then didn't necessarily make money or really connect with a, a large audience. But I don't look based on the success. I don't look back and be like, oh, yeah, that wasn't that was a bad movie. Um, you know, and then something like Whiplash. No, I, I had no idea. And it was kind of Damien Chazelle who's has become this. Um, you know, kind of like Wonderkin of it all and, and really uh, such an incredible filmmaker at a young age. But that was more or less his first feature. He had made one before that, but this was really kind of his, his first with a, with a decent budget. And uh, no, if you would have told me this movie was going to get nominated for Best Picture and kind of become what it's become and J.K. was going to win the Oscar and you know, all that stuff, I would have said, oh, yeah, I don't know. When, when you're doing a movie like I that... I knew with- the script, though. I did, like, I knew... I think when you're reading a script, uh, at least for me, I know what the potential is. So I'll get certain scripts and I say, even if we do the best version of this, it's like a, you know, it's like a six or a seven. It's just not there. The story's not there. And with Whiplash, you know, I, once I read that script, I go, man, if we can, if we can get close to what it, this feels like when I read it, we're in really good shape just because you know what the payoff is. You know that it's just, the story is so good. Yeah, when you when you do a movie like that with him, he obviously his character, uh, the relationship between your character and his character. Yeah. He's the yellow M M&M. and M. Does he switch? The, did he switch that off, or was there anything? Go, did he kind of keep his distance from you on the? <laughs> no, uh, we yeah. had so and some actors definitely do that, but no, J.K. is such a good dude, man. He's a big baseball fan, so we'd be talking baseball, and it was kind of just like a you know a pressure release, like so we'd be doing a really intense scene, like he would slap me, and then they would yell co- a cut, and we would just both be laughing. Um, and I think that I think that really helped. It was actually a really loose, fun set. We were always making jokes really? and stuff. Really, because yeah. the movie itself <laughs> yeah. was like. I yeah. mean, he was. If he was like that all the time, I he was had so a oppressive, and it was such a. You know, I was yeah. like, God damn! Like, he got really in shape. He was on steroids. I think. <laughs> That's a joke. So the final thing would be, uh, since you did bring up baseball, how are you feeling about the Phillies this year? Really good. I think if the uh, if the bullpen can kind of stay healthy, and you know, guys can. Uh, Guys can in, improve a little bit. I mean, last year, man, we were just so injured. Uh, starting pitching, 
was a bit of a problem. But yeah, I'm excited, man. The Phillies, um, you know, they're they're spending money and they're and they're, they want to get back to the playoffs. The Phillies haven't been in the playoffs since 2011, so I'm uh, yeah, I'm really excited, man. We always start off pretty pretty hot, and then we've had this dip. Um, you know, usually around August um, is kind of when we start falling off. But really excited about Girardi. I think that's Girardi's that's what I was going to say. I think Joe Girardi is going to bring a, a difference to this yeah. team, like an attitude and, yeah. and and what I mean. Kapler was I, I I liked Kapler, but I felt like he was too uh, soft on the players. And I think uh, I think you're not Girardi's not going to yeah it, yeah. And I think he was uh, I don't know real big analytics guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, we change, you know, most of that, most of, most of that coaching staff. So uh, I'm excited. I know, uh, I know the guys are really excited about the, uh, the pitching coach. Well, you heard it here. Miles Teller is calling for a world series championship oh, for yeah, the Phillies man. this year. How do you like that? Producer Rick Yankees fan. He's, he's, That's he, what my dad's a Yankees fan. It's my uh, dad's from Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. And oddly enough, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, it's a, it's a big Yankee town. Yeah. You go to the bars around there and they got the Yankee game on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Screw the Yankees. The long drink, it's, it's Finland's owned. Been around since 1952. We probably should have covered that part. It was, they brought it out for the Olympics in 1952, yeah. right? That's, well, that's a small kind of, country. They had to figure out how they were going to get booze to all of these people now. You know, so many people were going to be there for the Olympics. So they started, yeah, they started long drink, uh, um, yeah, for the Olympics. And it just has become a staple. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, can you pass me one of these other ones? I'm drinking yeah, the... What, no, what flavor is this I'm drinking right now? I want that's, to, the, that's the original. This is that like one. a cranberry. I'm going to try this too. Well, right here on the air, live go, tasting. If you want to go heavy, you know if it's a black can... What's uh, that it's, one? It's high alcohol. So this is 8.5%. Give me that. This is the, this is a strong one. I'm from Philly. I can handle this shit. Let me see here. We got... This one is, wait, is it I just... I have a Yingling vending machine in my backyard. Do you really? Yeah. So Yingling is uh, the oldest uh, uh, brewery not in America. It, yeah. To be fair, it's like, it, it's in like a patio area. It's not just like sitting in But wait, backyard. what are, I don't, is this just, by the way, That's this... That's the same thing you're drinking. This flavor just is just, <laughs> I'm not joking you. There's a blue can. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. How nice blue is can, that color blue, by the way? And it's a gorgeous can. Yeah. And then this other one is in a black can. I thought it was a different flavor. You know what flavor it is? Strong. It just says strong on it. Eight point yeah. five. Let me try. I'm going to try the taste test here. Hold on. All right. Let me see. So the regular long drinks five and a half percent. That's eight and a half percent. Let me see. All right. Let me see if I can get the big difference. That one's got a bit of a kick. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> you will. Yeah. You will lose. Wow. No, that's will, good though. You will go home naked if you start drinking that. Yeah. You don't want to have too clothed. many of these. I think. Well, yeah. I don't eight, know. Eight point five. I don't is, judge. The older I've gotten, I'm not as critical. All right. So of to what put people it, want to do. So put it in perspective. A Budweiser is what four around there, right? Yeah, Budweiser like, four point something. Yeah, three and yeah, a half. Maybe. Something like that. Not yeah. even. Not even four. This is eight point. And what would you say this? The uh, blue the one is? five. Try that, Rick. Try that. Five yeah. and a half. I'm, the sweet spot for me, I think, is the is the blue can. Yeah. Of the long, what do you know? What it what does it go for? Like a four pack, six pack? Uh, you can get it in a six pack, and I think it's like uh, it depends on what state you're in. You know, certain states are. If you've had too many eight and a halfs, then you're going to be in no state online, to be buying. I think more, they yeah. send you like the first six pack for free. Just pay the shipping, and then maybe it's like uh, you know, it ends up being around like maybe two bucks, uh, two bucks a can. It's it's good stuff. I'm serious. I'm I'm into this. Would like, you say that's fun? Can, <laughs> Rick just tried to say, "Oh, that's." If fun. the end of the show sounds like shit, it's because producer Rick has been uh, drinking too many, too many. Um, Miles, I want to. Oh, and then you. there's also the oh. long drink. Uh, it's the long drink light, long drink zero. It's 99 calories, uh, zero zero sugar. Well, then this, this? Cran- this. Let's do this one while that's we're the, here. That's the this cranberry. is cranberry. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe you're getting a little crazy here. With I don't the know. I've actually, I actually have not tried that. Do you call it gin and juice ever, by huh? the way? You, you know, like we're sipping gin and juice? Because this is chipping gin and juice. I think there's a trademark on gin and juice. Is there? Dun, there's got to be. Snoop. Snoop. All right, let me try this. This is the cranberry. Snoop. Bring your green hat. Oh, that's good, too. Let me swig that. Take that, man. You don't try have a... Uh, no, I don't got it. You don't have the... Uh, the the uh, Shmamona virus. No, no, no. Not on this show. Uh... Yeah, no, try it. You can, you can do it. Yeah, go Rick ahead. might have it. Just try it out of the same can I had. Oh, no. He's in trouble Oh, that's now. pretty good, oh, too. Oh, man. Um, that's good, right? That is good, yeah. Jesus, this is good stuff. Yeah, we're, we're, Rick, can you carry? No, you can't Rick do it. Can... every can in front of him. We got to get this in Baby uh-huh. Blue's Barbecue. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring it out with a little funky loop. Let's see. Oh, look at that music. Now, yeah, this is what you drink the long drink to. Yeah. I'm seeing Mo yeah. on a Sunday night at the L Ray. You know Mo. No, I'm a big uh, I'm a big deadhead, and so I used to go to this festival up in Bridgeport, Connecticut, called a Gathering of the Vibes, and uh, that was the first time that was the first time I saw Mo. But yeah, there's great uh, great jam band. Is we'll it just is it just covers. Mo M O M O E? What's this band? My brother loves this jam band called uh, Lettuce. Oh, Lettuce. Lettuce. Is, lettuce is badass. Le- lettuce is that <laughs> funk, man. I don't know, man. Half lettuce? those songs don't even have. Like lyrics, <laughs> you're into that, yeah. right? Oh yeah. All right. Well then, let's go. We'll go out with this. Yeah. Look at that. Hey, it's the long drink. Check it out online. Miles Teller. You'll be seeing him shortly in uh, Top Gun Maverick. Top yeah. Gun Maverick. Yep, yep. And maybe on the golf course, uh, teaching me a lesson or two, uh, brother. I appreciate. Oh, one more quick question. Yeah. Because you lived all over the place. Yeah, yeah. What do you call the stuff that you swim in and drink? I know what you're getting at. All right, what do you? And I've and I've and I've evolved, man. So I say water. Yeah. All right. So do I. But Just, but what will we yeah, say water. if we were at home? Water. 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 Yeah. Uh, on that note. <laughs> Remember to hydrate. Your Drink your What's water. Your order. Oh, I just go Italian. Yeah, same, yeah, same. Italian you gotta Dude, the Wawa's are crazy. I remember growing up, it was not, you know, it was not, uh, you know, now they do like all these different like hot sandwiches and all these different things. Well, I'm just like junior Italian, uh, lemon iced tea, soft pretzel to check out. This is when it got me. And, and again, I'm older than you slightly. Uh, this is when Wawa sort of maybe jumped the shark a little bit for me was, <clears throat> excuse me. Long drink. You think um, Wawa jumped well, the shark? Well, no, no. I, I love Wawa, but all right, I was down the. Sh- Here's the thing. I was down. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was down the shore. Down, down the, the shore. shore. I was down the shore. Yeah, yeah. What are you used to now? Not you the Pocanos. Not the Pocanos. I was went to get a hoagie yeah. down the shore, and uh, so I go in. I, I probably had been overserved at this point. It's about two in the morning. I'm going in. I go up to the counter, and I'm like, "Yeah, can I get an Italian hoagie?" And they're like, "No, no, you got to use the the computer." Yeah, exactly. And this was the first time I'd exactly. encountered this, and I'm like, "What?" Is, fuck is I going know the on touch screen i know and i'm trying to mind. do it and i'm drunk you know yeah, i'm like yeah. what and then they're here i had a topic yeah. and i'm like can i just tell you I know, what I, know. I want no and it has to go through the computer I know. why can't i just tell you That's you're a, right yeah. in front of me and that, that that pissed me off but you know hey the world changes rick it does all right you can't stop it what about this song since we're just stealing music that we can't use on this podcast but uh miles teller everybody it was a real pleasure man and i, I appreciate you coming on the show yeah, thanks, man. Sorry, I was, I was listening. I was, I was GMing yeah. out there for a second. I lit up from Reno. I was trailed by 20 hounds. Didn't get to sleep that night till the morning came around. 
I don't remember that. No. You don't remember the fart, Jerry Garcia? Very flatulent. That's that's a weird fart. And then he got upset. All right, that's it. That's enough podcast.